0: Truly, I cannot say I will long for any of this.
1: Best of luck to you, brother. You shall certainly need it this season. Dearest, gentle reader. Did you miss me?
0: From Providence, Rhode Island, welcome to Bridgerton with Mary and Blake. It's a podcast dedicated to Bridgerton on Netflix. So sit back, relax, and let's get ready to spill the tea. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome back. My name is Mary Larson.
1: Oh, my name is Blake. This is a long time coming, Marvin.
0: We are here celebrating season two of Bridgerton, and it is a long time coming, as season two of Bridgerton launched a a wee bit ago, but we were in the midst of Outlander, and the final season of This Is Us and Parenting. Uh, our children through the end of the school year and dealing and long with
1: COVID. Me
0: having long COVID. I'm an official long hauler. If you're a long hauler too, send us a message. Long haul, and uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll know that you share my pain. But needless to say, I in particular have had less energy because um, because of long COVID. And it is officially summer break, right, Blake?
1: That's right. We got summer break. Our kids are actually right now, as of this moment, interrupting the podcast. <laughs> so we have to say, Reese, no more talking. Please, thank you so much. That's what you get, ladies and gents. They hit
0: a ball into the neighbor's yard, we wanted um, to see okay. if they could
1: go to the neighbor's yard. Um, to that's what you get, it. ladies but and this gents. Is live gonna podcasting.
0: this is what's going to happen. Yeah. Like, we're going to be interrupted. Yeah. It's it, summer break, man. And I ain't
1: ending this out because I don't want to. It, mm. it, you know what? This is how life is. This is is how
0: it is. (laughs) So we wanted to remind you that you can subscribe to this podcast in your podcast app of choice. Our favorite is Apple Podcasts. You can also find us in social media by searching Mary and Blake. You can also head to the Mary and Blake Facebook group. It's a really awesome community where people geek out about shows like Bridgerton and the other ones that we cover. Um, And we also want to thank our friends at jointhenerdclan.com. If you are excited to spill some tea this season, oh, if Bridgeton is your jam, let's go, baby, then we recommend you head on over to jointhenerdclan.com. It's basically like PBS, listener supported by <laughs> listeners like you. And that is how our podcast runs. We're not part of a giant podcast conglomerate. We're really a mom and pop shop podcast. So if you support mom and pop shop coffee shops, if you support mom and pop, Farms, if you support mom and pop, all sorts of things.
1: Any mom and pop thing you could ever If you're think like
0: of. an Etsy person over Amazon person, jointhenerdclam.com does need your support, even for just as little as $2 a month. All right, let's get into the show. Let's
1: do it, Marvin. Oh! My, oh man, you know this. Like, I've missed the music. I've missed the costumes. I've just missed how kind of ridiculous the show is overall. I, you know, after spending so much time doing but so many, this si- is such
0: a bad connotation. Can you do it more positive? No, no, no. But like,
1: what I mean by ridiculous is just like how. Or, or how preposterous it is. Like, it just, how it doesn't care what you think. I like to feel lavish. Yeah, it just doesn't care what you think. It just, it, it wants to be what it wants to be. And it doesn't matter if, if you think it's supposed to be historically accurate, whatever. It just, it doesn't care. It's mm-hmm. going to do what it wants to do. And I love that. After spending so much time watching shows that are you know are really intentional about the historical accuracy and, and really dire and really dour being able to watch a show like this just it it just kind of lets my heart sing a little Agreed. bit and i and i've and the music itself i've come to appreciate it so much more mm-hmm. since we've uh at last spoken about this series anyway this episode the first episode of season 2 is titled capital r rake and the director is trisha brock now marvin i know you don't know who trisha brock is i do not but you do know some of the stuff that she has directed in fact she has directed some of our favorite shows that we've ever watched including halt and catch fire mozart in the jungle Mm uh mr robot the walking dead community and uh oh breaking bad and uh pushing daisies Hello, hello. (laughs) So, yeah. She is our people. And we even have an Outlander tie-in here. Mm -hmm. She directed an episode of Hellcats, which was uh, a show that Matt Roberts, who was the showrunner of Outlander, um, he wrote on that show. Hellcats. So, Mm -hmm. you know, just just an interesting little connection there. And uh, it was written by the showrunner Chris Van Dusen. Now, He actually only wrote technically writer's credit, the, the, oh, uh, sorry, the premiere of season one as well. So what you're noticing here is that while he, Chris Van Dusen, is the showrunner, his writing credits for this show are really only, uh, given to the, to the premieres, season one and Mm. season two. So it's just, it's just an interesting thing. Like there are showrunners who demand writing credit on every single episode uh like Damon Lindelof writing credit on every episode of of The Watchmen and every episode of um uh The Leftovers. Mm. But, you know, just interesting. Yeah, very interesting. interesting. All right, so what do you got? What do you, how many cups of tea? Ha if you're new to the podcast, we rate episodes uh, you know, based on a certain thing. For Outlander it's kilts. For uh for The Last Kingdom it's shields. Mm-hmm. For This Is Us it was uh, what was it for This Is Us?
0: Lemonades. Lemonades.
1: Thank you. That's right. For this show, it is Cups of Tea. And by the way, we rate shows within context, right? We rate it one, one out of five, five being the best, one being the worst, Burr. And we rate it within context of the show. So it's not like a five of Bridgerton is going to be a five of The Leftovers, mm-hmm. Um or outlander it's just within context to itself so that this is going to be the one of the best episodes of bridgerton however big however Mm -hmm. here there's there's a caveat as there always is in mary and blake media when you get into the five plus range that means it's one of the best episodes of television you've ever seen in your life and that just that's irrespective of the show that we're talking about five plus puts it in that whoa this just changed my perspective on television in some sort of way. Love
0: it. So what do you got? How many cups
1: of tea are you giving this one? The
0: cup of tea that we have going on for this year, the premiere episode of season two, by me is a 4.6. Nearly a 4.5. Like probably a 4.55. But it is a 4.6 because I don't go to the hundredths. I only go to the tenths.
1: Well, Fair enough. So
0: I am a 4.6 when you round to the closest That's a
1: relatively low score for you, Ma.
0: Mm-hmm. I know, it, yours.
1: Uh, I'm giving this a full one. You love
0: to like get into the Gbg aspects during the ratings. Well, no, like
1: I would like to know. I don't want the Gbg. I don't want the Gbg. I you're just gonna, want you're gonna get it. I just want the, get it. Like the reasoning behind You'll find the rating. Out. Okay,
0: in the next aspect of our of our <laughs> like, experience. I want the
1: elevator pitch of the Gbg.
0: <laughs> no, my Gbg's are short. I don't write novellas like you.
1: Uh, all right, fair enough. <laughs> Fine. All right, Marvin. Your G B G. You're good. No.
0: What's your cup reading? I already
1: gave it to you. It's a four one. Okay, four point one. Yeah, four one. I think it, I, I think it was good. What didn't blow my doors off? Mm-hmm.
0: A it, solid it, B. Um. That's what a four point one means. A is five.
1: Four 4.1 is like. It's a B. I would say B bordering B minus. No. Yeah, if I'm if I'm in the three range, if, that's a C.
0: If A is five. Yes. Yes, C is C is three. What's in between four and five? Uh, and what's in between A and C?
1: Yeah, a four one is like a B minus.
0: No, because five is A. Yeah, there's but no, three three no nine reason. is a C. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, so all right, what do you got? What my you- good, yes, all the digs on Cressida.
1: Oh, oh, you! Yeah. You should
0: stop hanging out with wallflowers. You should hang out with all crowd. Who are you, Draco Malfoy? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I got you. Hold on, Here it is. You're a okay, wizard.
0: There, some <laughs> wizard family is better than the others. <laughs> Even has the light hair.
1: Oh, I Cressida know.
0: needs to be Cressida Malfoy. Oh, I can totally
1: see her in, in like a Harry Potter and like as, spinoff. Somehow, as she
0: gives that line to Eloise, she says, "I would rather die." <laughs> well done. And then, of course, the uh, quote about Cressida's hair being too tight. We all thought it. We all have thought that that girl must leave with migraines from the set. Yep. Too much. Too much. My bad. The conversation between the Sharma... Sharma... I can't even do it. Sharma. Sharma. Sharma sisters. Sharma. That's what we're going to say. Like shaman. (laughs) Sharma sisters. Yeah. Which... We're all going to have a talk about Sharma. Oh,
1: we're absolutely going to talk about Sharma. (laughs) Sharma. Mm.
0: Okay, the conversation between the Sharma Uh, sisters brought this episode down tremendously. uh, I was so bored for the beginning of this episode. I'm like, land the plane. Where's the hot guy? Where's the sex? I'm bored. I love the Bridgertons, but who are these people? Hashtag who are they? Mm -hmm. I don't care about you. Why are you sitting on a bed? Talking ever so carefully to your sister when nobody else is there. Is this really how two sisters talk? Oh, hopefully you well, will fall br- in love.
1: Th- they got an English accent, Mom. I don't they care. can't help that. No,
0: if two sisters are sitting down about to go to a ball, they are not sitting like there's a stick up their hoo-ha or their <laughs> bum, okay? No sticks up anywhere.
1: It might be a potty if are sticks up sitting- the hoo-ha.
0: No, <laughs> they are sitting there being like, I can't believe we're finally here. I'm so excited. Oh,
1: so it's not the accent that you got a problem with. It's the it's formality. A, it's the delivery. It's the delivery. It was like,
0: are we in a Shakespeare play right now? Mm. Why is this so formal? These are two teenage slash 26-year-old <laughs> sisters. Mary's
1: banging the table.
0: <laughs> oh, I, honestly, as I was in this scene, I was like, this is, this is season two. I'm bored. I feel like I'm watching a play. I didn't think the acting was good. After I've watched a few more times, it's just the formality of these two sisters. Okay. Okay? okay? Loosen up.
1: So are you saying that the acting is bad so far?
0: No. I just think that actually it was written poorly. That in my opinion, Understood. two sisters about to go to their first ball, talking about falling in love, being excited, would not have acted so formal. Fair. I hated it.
1: But the the one thing I will say to this, and being devil's advocate here, because I actually I quite agree with you, but, but devil's advocate, all right?
0: Like giggle a
1: little. Edw- Edwina looks at, um, Kate. Her, at Kate like a mother figure, and Kate looks at Edwina as like someone that she's preparing. So there's there is a, you could argue that there is a sense of formality between the two because this isn't just yeah. This this but then is you like look at the Bridgerton family
0: almost. joking left and right. So no, I don't fall for that's, that.
1: That's because. Uh, Loosen Fair. up,
0: Kate. Loosen up, Edwina. Loosen up! Like, I just wanted her to be like, this dress will make your bubbies look chef's kiss. That's what I wanted. All the heaving. All, All the heaving. Oh, my gosh. So much heaving. Fan yourself. Let's add a little glitter to you. those bubbies. going to get you a hubby with those bubbies. <laughs> hubby? Bubbies for hubbies. <laughs>
1: Hubby-worthy bubbies.
0: Yes. And then my great <laughs> was listening to hubbies. Penelope talk about the perks of being a wallflower.
1: Ah, plus
0: okay. when she whipped out her Irish accent oh, when she was
1: being the servant. Came from the clouds.
0: Oh, that's a real accent.
1: Is it really? Yeah. Stop it. Yeah. Did not know that. Yeah. Look I mean she you. probably
0: like leaned into it pretty heavy. I'm sure. But that was my great all like the when Penelope. We, when we leave into a wicked heavy. Oh, guys. wicked heavy. Oh, Let's see those bubbies for really your hubbies. You want to get a hubby, you gotta you show a bubby.
1: You gotta get go go to the packy in rip some go. dots.
0: Gotta go to the ball. <laughs> Walk around.
1: Drink drink from the bubbler.
0: Oh, yeah. Drink from the bubbler. Don't splash any on the bubbies, though, with the bubbler. <laughs> Watch out. Okay. Well, so, to clarify, my good was all the making fun of Cressida. My bad, the conversation between the sisters, my great Penelope. Mm-hmm. Okay. What is your G? So, literally, the conversation between the sisters brought it down to a 4.6. That 6. brought it down a half a, a half a point for you? Yes. I wow. loathed it. I wow. thought I was watching a play. It took me out of the show. I thought it was
1: boring, and I thought it was fake. I'm not saying that's a Chernobyl-sized take, Malvin. Oh, I was so but sick that, of that's, it. A, that's, that's a hot take right there. Thank you. Letting this conversation take it down a, whole, a half a point. Oh, I did not like it. I could tell. All right. All right. For me, my good. The good for me is the fact that the show built its reputation on Simon and Daphne. And I didn't miss them at all in this sure. in this episode. Mm-hmm. Not one ounce. Didn't, didn't think that it, like, oh my God, I'm I'm missing it. Didn't think that, like, Marvin, what are you doing? I got some weird thing. Continue. Oh my goodness gracious. She's playing with, like, some... It's a camera that follows
0: your face. What are you playing with the camera for? We're in the middle of recording. I was thinking that maybe we could use it to go live also on Instagram and I could follow the speaker's face. Continue.
1: <gasps> oh, unbelievable. All right. So... I didn't miss them at all. It was great to see Daphne in the episode. Like, okay, this, like, oh, I left my husband and my kid back home so I could be here. Yeah, you know, like, get the, you know, get the lowdown of what's going on. But I wasn't like, oh, man, I miss Simon and Daphne. No, no, like, I was actually okay with the fact that they're not there. Because the show is not just about them. It's about the Bridgertons writ large, right? Correct. And I find that, Good and very interesting because I thought that there's at least so far that there was going to be uh, this emotional debt that the show had to make up with the absence of those two, and to be honest, there wasn't even a debt to make up. No, nah. it just it just blotted along, and I think that's that's a testament to the writing. That's a testament to the character work that we received for for these characters that we're following right now, uh, and. I really appreciated the fact that. Nah, we're good. We're just going to keep trudging along. The bad. Now this you don't got to get mixed <laughs> throwing glasses. The bad for me was the CGI or the the computer animation, the computer graphics when Anthony and Kate are riding the horses. What
0: computer graphics?
1: Or, or a green screen, maybe. Um, it might be. It might have been a green screen
0: that all looked real
1: to me no no when they're riding the horses like in the wide shots yeah. that's obviously real but the close up shots of them yeah oh really bad like
0: oh I didn't even it, notice it looked like
1: PlayStation 2 bad
0: didn't even notice
1: and I was like oh man why do you take why do you take that this great gorgeous scene maybe and, it was and,
0: raining Maybe, maybe it was, there was no I way they could film. Uh, I didn't even problem. notice I didn't even notice that there was anything fake in those scenes.
1: I thought it was all real. That's fine. I mean, that, that's fine. It is what you it know is. You know what my
0: problem with that scene is? What? Why is Anthony following two ducks? <laughs> Our son actually pointed it out he to did. us. He, he did. said, that guy's riding a horse slower than two ducks. And he is. at home is walk of shame. Yeah. On a horse. And maybe he's thinking like, why can't I find my mate? These ducks found a mate. They're waddling along together. But like literally, bro. You're walking as fast as two ducks.
1: <laughs> he's depressed. He's got things going on. He just came back from uh, a, a weary night of of of.
0: He just did something that rhymes with duck. Okay. <laughs> hey,
1: he even walks like a duck. He's making that, talks like a duck.
0: Oh my gosh, walking <laughs> as slow as two ducks.
1: You know, yeah. On that, a
0: horse, how is it even possible? When you're slugging that Lung many stride, beers. One stride. Up, you have wake up.
1: You have a wake up. And you are like you hung over as hell, and you are just like, no, dude, I can't, no, can't today. I don't I can't with anything.
0: I can beat two ducks hung over <laughs> on my own feet. The horse isn't drunk. Maybe he's like no reeling it back. No, there's no excuse. <laughs> no excuse. No, no excuse for being on a horse and going slow as two ducks. They're not even. They weren't even going fast. No. They were no. just like, hey, what's up? It's morning. Let's go eat pogs <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. You yeah. Next time you watch that scene.
1: I'm sorry. Mr. and Mrs. Duck.
0: Wait, what were they like? <laughs> let's go eat some algae. I don't know, maybe lay, maybe lay an egg. That'd be awesome. Ah, oh.
1: <laughs> Afternoon delight. Quack. <laughs> 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 oh, man. All right, all right. And my great. My great is Lady Whistledown yep. just playing the queen.
0: I mean, are we going to always call her Lady Whistledown? Or should I we? know. Like... Or should we call her... Penny whistle Penny. when when like we're referring to the whistle down, but we know who it is. Yeah, no, I, I, I think want, I want to see the whistle down? Whistle down, okay. Yeah,
1: I I like the fact that there are two opposing forces here in the same person, and you know obviously that being Penelope and that being Lady Whistle Down, and and they are two of the very opposite characters, but they inform each other, which is a really hard tandem and dichotomy to create when you're writing a character like this, Mm -hmm. because Penelope informs Lady Whistledown, right? In, in in her writing, but Lady Whistledown informs Penelope in her actions. And using that relationship, what? I'm just
0: looking at my notes. I'll talk about it later.
1: Using that relationship to further the plot is you can't, Marvin. Okay. I'm looking at my notes. Okay. I
0: have written down when Lady Bridgerton says, Oh, this is the season, the. What What? does she say? She makes a big announcement. This is the season, the Viscount intends to find a wife. In my notes, I put, this is the season the coconut intends to find a wife, not Viscount. <laughs> <coconut. laughs> this is the season the coconut intends to. Damn, find spell a check. Wife. All right. Okay, continue. So
1: the fact that Lady Whistledown is populated, really, by this girl who is a wallflower. Yep. Yet, she, Lady Whistledown still retains the power to play the Queen of England. Plays her like a friggin' penny whistle. We'll put it that way, hey, okay? There you go. Um,
0: Look at you with your musical puns. She has her <laughs> plant puns, and maybe we'll have her,
1: her whistle puns. <laughs> I like the fact that Lady Whistledown calls the Queen on, being like, "Hey, where's the, where's the, uh, where's the diamond? Where's the diamond? What are you doing? Uh, it, now it's your move, Queen." And then it turns into, "Well, does it even really matter? Like, yeah. NBD, NBD. Like, what are we even doing here?" She goes from being a gossip columnist to. Uh, somewhat of a political activist. Was that your great? Yes. Okay. Because
0: I want to delve into why she made the switch into our, in our discussion.
1: Okay, well, you know what then? Let's, uh, do you want to do the music right now like we normally do or you want to get in the discussion? Let's
0: do the music, but put a pin in this because I think that it's an excellent discussion to be had.
1: All right, first music we got was this. Okay, hey, Nirvana. <laughs>
0: All of us Gen X's <laughs> and Xennials living our best life. Just freak it in out. This whole episode. Oh, yeah. We got this. How did you feel about this?
1: Loved it. Loved every second of it.
0: If you had to name this episode, or this song, the feeling that this song gave you in this episode, just give it a sentence.
1: Um, it made me feel erratic. Yeah.
0: Because, of course, what was happening during this song?
1: This is when uh, Anthony is doing his whole uh, everything before walking before the ducks. This okay. is when he's banging banging people, left being right. a Viscount,
0: yep. paying throwing the bills. money,
1: paying the bills,
0: and and
1: drinking heavily, taking people on match. dates. Match.com,
0: basically. <laughs> Do you know how to speak Greek? You're done. Click yeah, off. Swipe left. <laughs> swipe right. Swipe right. Swipe right. He was just swiping right, and then he'd go sleep with someone. Pay the bills. Swipe yep. right. Sleep with someone, pay the bills. Swipe right, swipe right. Yes. Oh, I play the instruments. Do you read, read?
1: <laughs> swipe right. What, books? Bye. <laughs> so yeah, the fact that they can include this, I gotta say, the the show still continues its tremendous run with music here. Just using this and using uh, using Nirvana of all things to to get a to get a feel for what they're trying to accomplish. Do you
0: think that they hyper focus on certain t- genres, artists that hit a certain demographic? Because like that song would mean nothing to my parents, and I feel like that song would mean nothing to a twenty three year old.
1: No, absolutely would not. Some some zennial here. I'm not zennial. Um, yeah,
0: where's zennials? No,
1: no, no, not zennials. Um, what's the, what's the one after millennial? Z. Gen Z, Gen Z. That's what I'm thinking of. The the Z has got me screwed up. Yeah. Some Gen Zer has no idea who Nirvana is.
0: Some do.
1: Very very few. very few do. Which is which blows my mind.
0: You want to know what I think? What I think they choose music for the people who actually pay for Netflix. Think yeah, about it. of course. It. Think about it. The Gen Zs don't pay for Netflix. Mm-hmm.
1: They're using their parents.
0: They're using their parents. They're like, what?
1: Netflix, that's what's, for old people. Yeah, like all Yeah, all done. No. Okay?
0: It's not for the Gen Zs. Even though if you're Gen Z, we still love you. You're still our people. You just you have just, an old soul.
1: You, you, got, you got some things to do.
0: Speaking of old souls.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay? A lot of older people. So we're talking like baby boomers. We're talking sure. beyond baby boomers like mm-hmm. our parents, Jen. Yep. They don't pay for their own Netflix either.
1: No, they're using our Netflix. They're using
0: our Netflix. So you know who this music is geared toward? It's geared to the Gen X, the Xennials, yeah. the Millennials who actually pay for Netflix <laughs> and who everyone else steals it from.
1: Ted Sarandos, if you're listening to this, we we everyone in our family has their own accounts. I'm just throwing that out there. No, they don't. That's okay. Might be said Uh,
0: by Slytherin, who you can never trust. But yes, (laughs) sure. (laughs) But I really do. I'm going to be interested to see as we continue on the season if the musical choices really are diverse. uh, I wonder if they go pre-Gen X.
1: Oh, that's a good one. I doubt that. But you're you're getting there with the next one, which is this one.
0: I see you. Xenials, I see you. Elder Millennials,
1: I see you. Good stuff here, man.
0: As we have Madonna.
1: This is Material Girl by Madonna.
0: And this, of course, scene is...
1: This takes place in the show when, uh, during the first ball, hosted by Lady Danbury, the door opens and the Uh. Sharma sisters walk in and the ton, oh, the ton is dancing away.
0: And not only that, but you know this this scene when this music struck, it reminded me of the fireworks dream sequence of Daphne dancing with Simon, with just the vibrant colors and the opulence of yes. the ball at that time because it was an outdoor ball that that she was imagining, and this one was in um like a conservatory yes. um a garden uh, area if you may uh, I'm trying to think of a proper word for it a uh, botanical garden sure there we go yeah, sure and so we see this like. You know, glass domed building. We see all those gorgeous flowers, and then the doors open as we start to hear Material Girl, and you see the ton dancing, mm-hmm. and yet hanging from the from the ceilings, draping all the way almost to the floor, are floral arrangements. Yeah,
1: really pretty. Just
0: if you, I mean, Lady Danbury sold a lot of horses to pay for the <laughs> amount of flowers in that event.
1: One of the fun things too about this about this part too is when the Queen shows up and uh she makes her entrance to the ball as a matter of fact the the part of the song that is that is playing uh which is a cover by Chris Bowers, who is the person who does the score for Pritcherton, uh the, the 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 this technical lyrics that are supposed to be happening during this cover when the queen shows up mm-hmm. is because we are living in a material world and i'm a material girl you know where we're living in a material world i'm the material girl brilliant specifically just for the queen
0: with her purple hair with oh soft i and love all, the purple and hair. all of her peeps oh, had wow. the purple hair and
1: we get the last one this one is i think for the millennials i would say okay. um if you were to make a case for it i'd probably say millennial Marvin, what do you think
0: so soft
1: this of course is the song diamonds by rihanna Mm
0: -hmm. and what is this happening in the show
1: now this takes place when uh at the queen charlotte's ball when the queen finally names the diamond of the season, and that, of course, is Edwina. Um, is this is this millennial geared or is this zenial geared?
0: I still think it's the same age range.
1: Yeah, I would say so.
0: Say, so Riri, she came she came into into fame early.
1: That's true. Uh, early tens. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, even before, man. Really? Oh yeah.
1: Really? Late aughts? You
0: remember she had the beef with Beyonce and that was like a big deal? I do remember that. Mm-hmm. I feel like that was early aughts.
1: Oh, not early aughts. Pre, no pre chance.
0: Pre-Queen B, pre queen B getting married and we got married in 10 and Queen B got married around there. Yeah. Okay. But then they had the whole little like, oh, you steal my man? I would say
1: late aughts, early 10s. Okay. Okay. And if that's the case, yeah, I feel like it's still a zennial type deal millennial to Xennial type deal. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh so that was the music that was used, the covers that were used. And we you know, we in
0: over... 2005 she she was discovered. Yes.
1: Hey, yeah, okay. So uh I would say that you know, the the sh- as important as the show is and as the writing and the directing and everything, the music plays that ju- that much more of a part in this particular show because they use it to exclaim certain characteristics or certain plot points we noticed that last season uh one of my favorite needle drops of last season was the bad guy uh mm, when when simon so when simon walks in and and does the whole thing i thought that was just Agreed. so cool also because i love that song but yeah.
0: they've also are, used it in the bad guys animated film
1: yes they have and they used it in uh in uh the umbrella. Umbre- umbrella uh uh academy. So season 2 3. Season 3 today. is dropping tonight. Oh. So, ready. so excited for that. Anyway, uh the music plays such an important part in this show and that's why Mary and I always go over it in every episode because it's in and of itself it is a narrative device, but it's also I think a character in a way because we get a chance to Engage with the show in a different way than you normally would than let's say Outlander or Mm. um, you know This Is Us kind of did that too where you know the music played a very specific role but because it because Bridgerton uses music in such a in such a specific fashion
0: we have to we have to acknowledge it
1: you got to acknowledge it and you got to go over it you have to Um, so I have a question for you before we get into our larger discussion yes darling you mentioned actually the the opening uh, ball scene in season one with the fireworks and, and mm. in the out in the open and it wasn't
0: the opening ball? It was the one where she was having
1: dreams. Yeah, well, whatever, but whatever. Yes. Stats for nerds. But we all know the ball that we're talking about. Yeah, fireworks. All right.
0: Lean over. Yes. Kiss. Mm.
1: It was very Twilighty, but it was excellent. Yes. It, it was like Twilight but grown up. Yes. Without blood. <laughs> so my question to you is. Has the show so far in season two Mm -hmm. matched the visual language of season one or is it like doing an impression of season one? So
0: it's hard to say because, um, you know, this is only the premiere episode. Yes. But I will tell you when Material Girl hit, when we went into that botanical gorgeous ball that Lady Danbury put on, I was like, here we are. We're here. This is is Bridgerton. Yes. Yes. I think that the Featheringtons outfits are so vivid and I love that they're not just all the same color palette in this episode, but yet so in your face that they still are kind of gaudy, but I'm here for it. Like if I I'm I'm not going to lie. I want Lady Featherington's outfits. Oh, yeah. I want them all. Mm-hmm. Totally <laughs> Between agree. Between her and Kate's outfits, I'm like, sign me up for all the teal. Um,
1: <laughs> the teal. The teal that, is what does Kate, it for me. That Kate <sighs> is 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 wearing. Yes. just Woo!
0: So I think that the visual aspects Sensei of the demise. show are still are a whole new world. Um,
1: <laughs> I got you. Thank you. I see what you did Shining, there. Shining,
0: shimmering, splendid. Um I just, I, I, do. I think that the colorscape going on in Bridgerton it does hold up to what we saw in season one. Okay,
1: the, the colorscape does, but just the um,
0: the grandeur, the
1: grandeur, like the visual language of it. We haven't
0: seen enough episodes for that. Yeah, fair. If you're trying to compare episode one, season two, to the entire season one premiere, yeah, there's season, too, there's too much of yeah, a. There's too I much. I will gladly a... tell, talk about that at the end of this season. Okay, all right, but we opened up a can of worms with your
1: great. Yes, all right, so let's let's get into that. Let's um let's dive. Penelope in. Ber-
0: Penelope Featherington changes aka whistle down, changes her voice from going to a gossip rag to the final um
1: the final monologue.
0: Yes. Being questioning a woman's role in this society during this time. Is the diamond really all that there is? Challenging the queen. Mm-hmm. Yet the queen liked that challenge. She had a nice little smile like, oh, our diamond's going to have to prove her worth in more ways than one. Yes. Ha ha ha. Yes. Um, why does Penelope Featherington, the author of The Whistledown Papes, get your papes? <laughs> pay
1: those newsies more. I loved what she was like. Newsies sell papes. Newsies
0: sell papes. Gotta pay those newsies. Um, why did Penny change Whistle voice.
1: Well, obviously the answer is Eloise. I mean, that's I mean. That's what it comes down to. In your opinion, well, she's motivated by Eloise.
0: In your opinion,
1: okay, ready, so ready to be let's challenged. Just, let's ready. Just get okay. To it, Mob. So, what are you thinking?
0: I think, I think it was. You're going to
1: hold my ass all night. Are we actually going to go nope, home? Nope,
0: we're going. Okay. I think it's a cornucopia. Okay. Okay. I think it's a lot of things. Okay. Yeah, we have got Eloise calling her out, but Eloise has been calling Whistle out for quite some time. Okay. Okay. This isn't something new. What happens in this episode? With the Featheringtons, fiscally.
1: Oh, they're, they're down and out. And, they, and then eventually, by the end, they get the, guy, they get the, the new Lord Featherington okay. to, to come in.
0: So what, what was making the general public buy these papes, aside from the newsies doing their job? Well, the gossip. The gossip. Yeah, sure. So here's fiscally conservative Penelope Featherington. Saving up money, knowing she has no dowry to her name while her father has been dead. Sure. Knowing that her family has to eat potatoes. Okay? (laughs) Samwise would be very proud of his potatoes.
1: Potatoes. Sorry. All of our Lord of
0: the Rings references for you there. Um, But at the end, Lord Featherington comes in and says, hey, I got got tons of money. Got Mm -hmm. lots of dead animals, but I got a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Dowries, no problem. Got you covered. Going to need some things? No problem. Mm-hmm. Just give me the big room. So all of a sudden, she is no longer in financial hardships. So if what sells the papes is not only the newsies, but, okay. but also the gossip, and she no longer has to worry about something like a dowry, something like only in potatoes, mm-hmm. can she truly write more of what she wants to write versus what sells the papes?
1: That is a fair assessment. The only hole in your argument is season 1, which is she was writing the gossip as Lady Whistledown when she was financially and fiscally secure, or at least to her knowledge she was.
0: But I will challenge you back. Okay. We didn't see Penelope like hoarding her money. I felt like it was more this is fun. I'm good at this. Okay. And I get my kicks out of this. Okay. But in this episode we're seeing her continually with cash. And we're hearing her family talk about the fiscal hardships and we're seeing her like thinking over this money.
1: Uh, That's fair. That's fair.
0: You know, like when you don't have to worry about putting food on the table, paying for things. Can you be more authentically you?
1: So does she want? I mean, yes, I think you can. That mindset probably does creep in a little bit. Mm. She's putting herself at, at a major risk. I mean, like the. Okay, so again, you have to. I have to... one more thing. Okay, well, all right, go ahead, go ahead. What's, what's your one more? Thing?
0: I also think that part of her wanted to just stick it to the man and shake things up even more after she was made fun of by her sister. You know, like, oh, you're stupid and you're writing. And granted, they thought she was just writing to Colin Bridgerton. Sure. Um, but her mom's like, that's why she has ink on her hands. Like, you know what? Take Eloise up on this offer of to to change the world, to change the viewpoint of women. Mm -hmm. I am so much more than what a man thinks of me. Her mom and her sister keep putting her down. Colin would never think of you as more than a friend. You're a joke. Okay, well, what if we flip the script and teach society to see women as more than just a man's trophy?
1: Yeah. uh, I just got all sorts of deep. But is that precipitated by Eloise?
0: But but I think it's precipitated by her sister and her mother making fun of her. I think that was the last straw. I don't need money. Yeah, but I also
1: get the sense that... Eloise is
0: coming. My- like, Eloise could have been the spark. Yeah. Eloise could have been the, the you know, the, 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 the uh, straw that breaks the can. But I feel like there were multiple things post-Eloise that makes her be like, no, I'm done. You know what? I'm going to write what I want to write.
1: Yeah. And I think there's also a subtext here too where the queen uh, is is having a conversation um uh with uh Lady Danbury mm-hmm. and they're saying and the queen says, "Oh, you know what that means? She must be one of us." Now, is it fair to say that Penelope is worried about getting figured out and is she doing things to throw Everyone off the scent. Like, Eloise wants to figure out who Lady Whistledown not is. Not
0: as much, though. She kind of doesn't care as much this season. Right,
1: because Lady Whistledown is, you know, just right rags, as opposed to actually changing the world.
0: Well, also, I think Lady Whistledown hasn't been around for 10 months. Because let's be real. When you're not in school, mm-hmm. you don't really... Have the gossip about each other. Mm-hmm. You know, you think about it and like when you're in school, yeah, when you're in school as a high schooler, for sure. example, or in college, you know, the the drama, the the intrigue, the who's talking to who, like that is it, man. You mm-hmm. are going to lunch thinking like, oh my gosh, this is such a big deal. But then you go to summer break and you kind of forget about it. And in this episode, they say that it's been a 10 month long break. Yeah. Ten months have gone by since Lady Whistledown last wrote her papers. Since mm-hmm. they had all of the ton doing other little dances, so yes, Eloise has now matured. But Eloise also has this grudge on her. She doesn't want to just be valued by society by some man. So mm-hmm. Eloise not only is saying like Lady Whistledown bothers me, but that's also Eloise's inner inner monologue. Sure. And she and Penelope do have like mindedness about that. Yeah. yeah. So. I don't know. I just think it was all these elements, but seeing money with Penelope so frequently really shows me that while her family is having these hardships, it was brought up multiple times. Yeah, that that
1: really. I, I, Mary, I think you're right. I think that probably does play a role in it, and I think you're right. I think there's probably, as you said, a a cornucopia, you know, or a uh, a plethora, if Mm, you will, of things that are that are playing into it. And the fact, the fact of the matter is. Everybody loves Whistledown. So what's really going to happen if Whistledown changes her tune a little bit? Mm. Okay, well, you know what? Maybe people don't love her as much. Or maybe she can actually do the thing that Penelope can't do. As we have all seen and as it is clearly mentioned in this in this episode, Penelope is the wallflower. Penelope is the person that nobody notices. Mm-hmm but she does have the power to be noticed just through a different lens. Yeah, And I love that the show took this risk itself in telling you at the end of season one that Penelope was Lady Whistledown. What a great risk. Because now that informs a couple of things. Mm. One, it puts a timer on when someone is going to figure this out. It's just a matter of time. And, I, and I, I got a scribbling prediction about that. We'll save that for later. Um, and two, it shows you how Whistledown is actually created. Uh, the myth of Whistledown mm-hmm. and the, how the knowledge is ascertained and, mm-hmm. and, and figured out. Uh, and, then, and then translated and used to influence a group of people that simply don't care enough about Penelope. So there's this great tension between two characters that exist within the same person uh, or within the same vessel, if yep. you will. And using that timer and using that tension to inform the the character and plot of what Whistledown creates for Bridgerton is hard stuff and it's excellent stuff. Mm-hmm. And part of that, and and what I also want to talk about, Mary, too, it, it refers back to character, and character, I think, is so well defined by relationships, and like whenever somebody says, "Oh, I want a character-centric show," I want a character-centric, you know, episode. It's like, okay, but what is character, right? What is, what is that? And the way that I see it is that character is defined by relationships like it's how one person interacts and relates to another in any situation you will learn about somebody's character when they interact with another person if it is in a good way in a bad way in a scary way in a loving way in a happy way in a drugged out trippy way you're going to learn about that person Mm -hmm. in fact You'll probably learn about both people. But you're hoping to at least figure out what the relationships are. And right now, what we're learning about Anthony is he has a set of wants and needs. And right now, he's in a position of, I want, I want, I want. The problem is, he needs something completely opposite. And yes. I, I would love to know what you think he wants and what you think he needs
0: you know it's so funny that you bring up anthony because as i was sitting here writing my notes i was pretty excited because um we're at a point now in this show with these characters that you really get to break the episode up into three families so you get the featheringtons including the whistledown aspect you get Mm -hmm. the the sharmas um and then you have the bridgertons and as i was reviewing my notes as we're talking about this i have very little actually To write about the Bridgertons. I have like, oh, Madame Delacroix doesn't want to hook up with, you know, anymore. like,
1: With Benedict, yeah.
0: Yeah, like that's not important. And Eloise hating the parties could have seen that one coming. And so I actually didn't see any change or growth or uh, difference of character in Anthony in this season aside from, okay, it's your turn. That is all I got out of this episode in regards to Anthony. So when I have my my notes segmented by families, the Bridgertons, the Sharmas, the, the Featheringtons, the Bridgertons had so few. Because really, it all correlated to either the Sharmas or the Featheringtons. The things that came out of it actually was able to show me more about the Sharma or Featherington families. Mm-hmm. Eloise's conversation showed me more about Penny. Um, and the, the interactions with Anthony actually showed me more about Kate Sharma mm-hmm. rather than learning anything new about Anthony.
1: Interesting that you say that. I would say that I, – I would counter that with Anthony grew – at least a little bit from season one, and you can see that in the that frantic Nirvana <laughs> infused um, montage. That is, if you recall Anthony's introduction in season one, he's banging the the soprano.
0: Oh, we know the butt on the tree. The tree.
1: Oh, so much butt. I missed
0: butt in a. In a you in a got season some premiere. butt in
1: season one. The season two premiere.
0: Barely butt though. Well. That wasn't a. That was not a clenched butt. I wanted clenched, unclenched Anthony <laughs> butt. Because I gotta tell you, as much as I loved the sex between Simon and Daphne last year, you all know if you've listened to Bridgerton with Mary and Blake season mm-hmm. one. I preferred Anthony sex over Daphne Simon. Sex. Fair.
1: Okay. Yeah. That's right. All right. So we
0: got some butt. All I get is walking butt.
1: Yeah, you got a little walking butt.
0: No thrusting?
1: No thrusting butt.
0: No thrusting butt. <laughs> but. But. Can I
1: pivot uh, or well, no? No, because let me just make my point okay. and then we can pivot. Okay. The point You of, loved Anthony's haircut though. Oh, much better.
0: I actually. Much better. I
1: think it made him look much younger. Totally younger. And losing the mutton chops. How old is he? I have He's no idea. older than
0: Daphne. He's older than Benedict.
1: Is he twenty six? I bet he's
0: close to twenty six, and I don't like that he looks younger. I think he should look older. I think it should be like, come on, buddy, land the plane. When are you gonna marry? Don't look like a schoolboy when you're taking care of the bridges. I think he looks a lot better
1: this season than he did last season. I know
0: you do, Blake, because that's the first thing you said. Oh I
1: like his haircut. The vast improvement. (laughs) You make me sound like a ding-dong. Oh, I like his haircut. because no, it
0: matches your haircut. That's, it, that's why. That's true. I know. That's true. That's, I know why you fair.
1: liked it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just don't look half as good as he does. It's okay. Um, I need to see your butt. Yeah. <laughs> hey, listen. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't much.
0: Just a walking butt. <laughs> yeah. Um do you like that i just totally totally derailed because i just don't care about anthony yet
1: well you should care i know
0: i should because he's supposedly the most important thing in this male figure and, and
1: i i actually want to talk about the 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 disparate directions that this show is going but we'll get there in a second
0: okay you're talking about anthony so i'm
1: talking about anthony in that he has changed a little bit from season one and what
0: I want you to change the camera angles. These oh. people have been stuck on the same oh, view right. for a long time. They well, need to mix you, you, it up.
1: Well, you gotta tell me that. I don't. And that's you, what I was
0: trying to do. I don't know sign language for camera.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he has changed a little bit in that, in that Nirvana infused montage.
0: Da-na, 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 da-na.
1: We see him doing the things that he does: being a capital R, thrusting, paying, thrusting, paying, dating. drinking, dating, doing the whole thing. Repeat. But at the same time, he's looking at his watch and, his, the, dad's and the, his dad's watch and his dad's watch oh, In I the beginning it. when we first met him in season one he was late he was late for something i can't he remember was what was. he was busy at the tree he's busy at the tree he's
0: busy for daphne's feather time coming on out in the white dress
1: right and his mother called him out for being like are you the man of this family or what in this season in this in this drunken haze of paying money and, and banging chicks and whatever he's always on time he's taking care of the responsibilities he's paying the bills He's got the time. He's keeping check of everything. By the way, mom, I need your ring. Thank you so much so that when this time comes, I'm going to get married, blah, 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 blah,
0: When he said that, I was like, that's totally how I would have worded
1: everything. Oh, absolutely. I need this,
0: this, this, your ring, the end, because I'm proposing sometime this season. Thank you very much.
1: Goodbye. Like, absolutely, that's totally you.
0: (laughs) I literally told my dad, by the way, you need to clean out your garage so I don't have to deal with it when you're dead or else I'm throwing everything away. (laughs) That'll be the greatest gift you'd give to me in my life. Mary. What? It's true. And he is cleaning it. Thank you, Dad. The greatest gift you can give me is to clean out your hoarder's garage. Thank you.
1: So there is a little bit of a change. And the funny thing about Bridgerton is that I think every season we're going to get a reset. Like They're going to show some changes like I'm, I'm sure i mean it's that,
0: based upon a new bridgerton each season
1: right and so i'm sure that there, like it's, it's already been announced that season three of bridgerton is going to be about colin right which d- you know differs from the books Well benedict like Goodbye. I, I know i i'm sure that at some point when colin comes back from greece whenever he's going to come back we're going to get some kind of development this season that is going to bring him along a little bit and then we're going to have a, a complete reset again for season three. And then I'm sure there's going to be a reset for season four when we do whoever we're doing next. Okay. So it's funny that you say, well, you, you know, the Bridgertons, I don't really think of anything because no one's changed. Well, you're right. No one's changed because the people that we watched who changed are already gone. It's Simon and Daphne. They're Goodbye. the ones who changed. Goodbye. So it's, I just find that funny that you, that you mentioned that. But- Anthony's wants and needs are really important and I want to know what you think he wants and I want to know what you think he needs because this is so – this exercise, whenever you're watching a show or a movie or whatever, this is probably the most important exercise anybody can do when they're watching some kind of narrative
0: oh my god you're so deep i just watch stuff so i can like calm my anxious mind down well some just nerds out here. there want to do you well,
1: some nerds out there listen to this podcast no because of what i'm talking That's why
0: about i love it and i love that you get to do it with me because you're sitting here looking at the cinematography and noticing like oh what's the ones versus knees and i'm sitting there saying look at the butt still got a cute butt <laughs> <laughs> These girls are bothering me. If I if I had a sister who I could have been primping with, yep. wouldn't
1: have acted like that. Yep. So what do you think are Plus his... our Plus our Bubbies would have been uh, flipping outstanding. Yeah, I know. So what is what what do you think he wants? <laughs>
0: what a girl wants. What a girl needs. Thank you, Christina. Yes. Um what do I think Anthony wants? Well, why don't you just tell me what you think? Because honestly I already deleted the Bridgerton. Alright, fair notes, enough.
1: Cause... So what I think he wants is somebody that will just meet his line of expectations, like she's gotta have the child bearing hips and she's gotta know books and she's I will, got the- I
0: will counter or I don't know. I'm gonna interject. Okay, I don't sure. know. Do I have? didn't watch enough of the Her depth trial so I don't really know what you're supposed to say. <laughs> um I really didn't. The only thing I watched was the Jason Momoa pretend thing that wasn't oh, real. That was so funny. <laughs> so oh, good. That so was good. wicked funny. Um okay so people look at Anthony Probably. Mm -hmm. How does he come off to the general public? The 2022 people watching him, doing this dating, crossing women's names off the list. Swiping left. Yeah. Or right. right.
1: Yeah, swiping right. You're right.
0: Fail, 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 fail. But... As he was doing that, that's what I kept hearing: swipe right, swipe right, which of course means no, thank you. Yeah, and people do that in online dating, like we do online dating. If you know, you and I first initially met
1: mm-hmm. when you ignored me.
0: Yeah, fourteen. Stop it.
1: That's you not, did. That's you not did. A it's okay, if
0: Blake. No, it's not because I said it's yes okay. to every single person me. who asked me out, except for the guy except who me. was like ninety. No, I would have gone on a date with you. You,
1: you ignored I me for a good number hel- of months.
0: I took. It was the holiday season. I took it off from dating. <laughs> (laughs) dating i took the holidays off from dating
1: ignored it's okay
0: no it's called i needed a break i didn't need free dinners um (laughs) now y'all know how a poor musician gets by thanks match.com for feeding me um but i was thinking about like how we as the viewers were watching anthony cross people off cross people off you don't know how to do this you don't know how to do that shame on you but like that's what we do with online dating Mm -hmm. oh you're not the religion i want goodbye Oh, you're not the height that I want. You don't have the same activities that I want. Oh, I'm swiping through your photos and you don't look the way that I want you to. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. Without actually meeting the person. I've watched that show Love is Blind, both seasons one and season I don't two, know how plus you've the recap this. show. But, oh it was such an in- <laughs> but it was such an oh interesting my God. social experiment. Yes. Such an interesting social experiment also on Netflix. So I know a bunch of you have watched it because you're Netflix peeps. Such an interesting experiment to meet somebody without actually seeing them. Mm-hmm. And I loved that, because it's kind of what Anthony does with Kate. meets her, but not in the necessary normal format where he gets to evaluate sure. her by these standards. Sure. And so I'm excited to see it through the love is blind aspect that like getting to know the person in a different way and that here we are poo pooing Anthony when those of you who have online dated like Blake and myself have essentially done what Anthony's done. You quickly date someone by looking on their online profile and deciding, do I want to further this or no?
1: Yeah, 100%. Except guaranteed.
0: we saved the bill and our time by not actually having to go and have tea it's with them. And
1: I'm not, I'm not, you know, Cursing the name of 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 Anthony Bridgerton. I
0: know you're not, but I'm saying people can watch that and say like, "Ew, he's terrible. He's crossing people off the list." No, that's what we all do with all online time. dating.
1: Yeah, and that's what you kind of all, you kind of do that when you go to a bar. Like, I mean, you know, I didn't
0: meet people at bars. Uh, never.
1: Well, I hate. I, I was sticky, never good at. It. I
0: hate sticky bars.
1: Oh, the sticky floors at the bars. Keep oh, those here. are the worst. No. Uh, cuz they smell like stale beer and it's just like I just
0: no it's not it's not a merry fair friendly place Not at all. Nope. All right. So give me I, online dating.
1: What he wants is the, is the someone that checks the boxes. The problem is is that he needs somebody who makes him feel.
0: And yet when he's bragging to his boys, he lists a very simple list of Yeah, things. Well that's
1: because he's talking to the boys.
0: That all of those women he went on those introductory dates with would have passed. They would have all passed his qualifications. And yet he crossed them off because mm-hmm. you're right. He you wants somebody to
1: love. So he needs somebody to kind of bust his balls a little bit. He needs somebody to push back.
0: The smirk that he has when Kate kind of gives it back to him during the horse riding thing. Oh, great stuff. Alright, so let's talk
1: let's talk about that.
0: Can I just stop for one quick second? Sure. While we leave the butts. Okay. Lady Whistledown's papers saying question the diamond question women's worth mm-hmm. in a different way hit me after my fifth viewing of this episode because <laughs> i watched it when it came out yeah. and i watched it when we thought we were gonna podcast and then when i thought we were gonna podcast and then when i thought we were gonna podcast and then last night when we actually knew we were gonna podcast <laughs> um it made me think about sex and how in season one of bridgerton we came to want bell and beast on the bookcase getting it done mm-hmm. having sex by the swans mm-hmm. licking ice cream spoons oh, all, the ice cream all spoons. sorts of things like we were like conditioned to pulsating watch that thrusting butt sex mm-hmm. not butt sex but you know what i'm saying well, but I mean, during sex hey Somebody wants There butt. was some butt sex probably going on, though, in the painter place. I'm, in the n- painter n-
1: party. I'm not going to yuck anybody's yum. No. I
0: mean, amen. Amen. <laughs> you all here for it. Okay? We're all here for it. But when I listened to that paper through the eyes of how much sex do I need to see? Is a show worth its weight because of the sex? Or can it be more? Can we delve into the character development, into the opulence of this, into the diversity of the show, into the conversations that happen, into the mystery of when will people figure out that it's Penny Featherington? Right? Can you see this show through different lens? Not just as women as the, the worth as a bride, but as sex as it's worth in Bridgerton. That's
1: a great pull, Mary. Thank you. And it's actually something I struggle a lot with when it comes to Outlander because
0: I mean there's no sex like Outlander sex.
1: No, Outlander sex is
0: I mean that needs its own
1: that has channel. its own category. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if
1: y'all oh. listening haven't
0: watched Outlander it is on Netflix too and oh, you are welcome. Oh
1: man. Um just giddy up. But like a lot of people say, oh, they they got to have they got to have the sex. And if they don't have the sex, I'm disappointed. And I'm like, yeah, but when it comes back to it, I just kind of fast forward and like in my like literally in, in my brain. I like I'm just like, OK, like all right, let's get this over oh. with. You know what I mean? Like, wow. Uh, OK,
0: you're missing out. But yeah, mm-hmm. no. But what I'm saying is that Maybe it was just not written for you.
1: That's not the worth to me. Okay. That's what I'm getting at. So
0: you're getting at the whistle-down angle from the sex perspective. Gotcha. So
1: when I watch Bridgerton, was the swans and the beauty and the beast and the whole thing all great? Yes. But that's not the worth to me.
0: I mean, it was worth something to me,
1: though. (laughs) It was. That means it was worth something to me. All right.
0: Yes. Yes, Blake.
1: (laughs) No, I guess... Mary, I I I think you're right. I think you're right. I think there's a challenge there. I think for the show itself... To, to say,
0: We're not going to have Anthony having sex against a tree. For them to say that we're not going to have Anthony thrusting mm-hmm. in season one, uh, season two, episode one, yeah. was a huge choice. And
1: if there was ever a time to have him thrusting, it's during that Nirvana infused montage. have
0: thrusted to the beat yeah. with different ladies, <laughs> bubbies flying all around, all all the little bubbies. bubbies, big bubbies, areolas in different areas. I don't care. <laughs> Areola
1: placement is a thing. It's a thing. It's, a th- it it's an important thing. thing. It's an important thing, especially if you got a third nipple. Men, like that's a thing too. I know, and I've seen a third nipple, and it's. I've never seen a third nipple.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've seen, it, you know, for as like prudish as some people think we are. A, they don't listen to our podcast. That's true. B. They got no idea.
1: I got zero clue. They got no idea what I've seen and done. (laughs) Continue. Henceforth,
0: why I think Lady Whistledown's letter can be explained in terms of
1: sex. So I just, I want to talk about uh, Kate Sharma and I want to talk- Thank God
0: we're moving on from the Bridgertons. I'm glad I just distracted you.
1: And I want to talk about the meat cute with the horses and the whole thing. Um, Whole new world
0: sparkling and, shimmering splendid yes and
1: then i also want to talk about the disparate directions that this show is going one following I don't eloise i like that word
0: cuz it sounds like desperate
1: okay then the the two opposing directions that these are that the show is going uh, one being uh eloise and then one being anthony it almost feels like we're watching two seasons of television in one And I don't know how I feel about that quite yet because like it's breaking the mold of what we saw in season one. But is that really a mold, right? Is season one a mold because it's only one season and for every new season, we're getting a new Bridgerton and for every new Bridgerton, we're getting a new love interest and for every new love interest, we're getting a new style of storytelling. So is it, is it fair to say we're breaking a mold, Mary? By having two of the Bridgertons being focused on in this season, using Eloise as an example, number one, and then as an example, number two, Anthony. We're telling two love stories at the same time, potentially.
0: No. Eloise is not here for love this season. She is filling up her card with fake names. Yes. I don't think this is Eloise's season.
1: I guess what I'm getting at is the direction.
0: Am I upset? That the, is a different Bridgerton at the helm.
1: The, the, no. is Are you upset that they're using two Bridgertons to fill the narrative? Like, as much as you think that Eloise is not here for love, the fact of the matter is she's being used as, as an example. I think she's
0: used as a connection to Penelope. I think that this season is about Anthony, Kate.
1: Sure, yeah. I mean, and that's Penelope. Yes. Like the
0: Anthony slash Kate, comma, And Penelope. I think that Eloise's significance actually leans into Penelope discussions. And that Eloise's significance as of right now is nothing without Penelope as a character.
1: Interesting. You're welcome. Interesting. The fact that Eloise's existence as a character. Is
0: worth nothing without Penelope.
1: Oh, I like that take.
0: In this season.
1: Yeah, in this season. Yes, I mean, like, I, 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 she's there for comedic purposes. She's funny, but
0: you're saying, Mary, are you okay? That the focus is no longer on Daphne and Simon, and is essentially on Anthony? Kate? No, no, no.
1: It's uh, okay. Daphne and Simon are irrelevant. What I'm saying is, we're not focusing on one Bridgerton at a time. We're we're using two Bridgertons as opposed to last season when we were focusing on just one Bridgerton in their love story. See what I'm saying? Yes. Okay so it doesn't have to do it could have been anybody I don't care if it's Simon Daphne. who cares
0: but that's why I'm saying like I don't think so because it was really Daphne and Lady Whistledown it was always who's Lady Whistledown ooh this mystery of Lady Whistledown mm. and then the Daphne Simon so now it's Anthony and Kate and ooh Lady Whistledown in some way shape or form
1: okay alright talk to me about Kate what do you think of the Sharmas
0: first off I didn't know her name was Kate <laughs>
1: This, that's right. Mary did not know her name was Kate. Oh Mary, my goodness! Switch the camera. Please tell angle. me, Mary. Please tell me. I'm going to go to the single shot because you deserve a single shot Thank in this you. one. Here you go. Go to town. All
0: right. So as I said, I've watched this episode now multiple times, just over and over. Because this is how we do with Bridgerton with Mary and Blake. We just watch the episode and then we podcast about it. And it's taken this long to podcast about it. So in case uh, you're unfamiliar, if you, you, I assume you've already watched the whole season. And if so, congratulations, you get a sticker. Find one at home. I'm not sending you one.
1: Do that on your own time. <laughs> <laughs> as we say in Mary and Blake media.
0: <laughs> um, so Kate's name, I think, is said once in this entire episode. <laughs> but it, she is referred to as Miss Sharma multiple times. Or she has no name. So, I was like, Blake, this is such a weird show. They have one kid that's named Edwina and one kid that's named Sharma Sharma. (laughs) Because they keep saying, this is, (laughs) this is Miss Sharma and this is Miss Edwina uh, Sharma. Oh, Miss Sharma. Nice to see you. Hi, Miss Edwina. (laughs) Oh, this is Miss Sharma and her sister, Miss Edwina Sharma. And I was like, what the heck? Like, is her name Sharma Sharma? Is her first name Sharma and her sister's name, like Mary Jo? Edwina Sharma. Mary Catherine Edwina Sharma. What are we doing here? And then he says, no, Mary, that's how people are when you're like trying to introduce somebody of more importance. So by them saying this is Miss Sharma and this is Miss Edwina Sharma, that's like them putting Edwina's name in bold, like pay more attention to her. Except they introduce Lady Danbury introduces them. This is Miss Sharma. And this is Miss Edwina Sharma before she even has the big time conversation. When she first walks into her ball and she's like, oh, Edwina, look at the little redhead kid who likes marbles. He's chef's kiss. And oh, old Sharma, this guy (laughs) over here, who's a new widow, you should hook up with him. She introduces her at that point still as Miss Sharma. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So the whole episode, aside from once... She's referred to as Miss Sharma. So I thought that was her name.
1: Oh, man.
0: Thought it was like Julia Gulia, except worse, just Julia, Julia. (laughs) Sharma, Sharma. (laughs) Or that her sister's middle name was her sister's first name. Sharma, Sharma. So when I was talking with Blake after my third viewing, he's like, so what do you think? And I said, well, I think this is going to be a really interesting thing between Anthony and Sharma. (laughs) I said, Who? I said, Sharma, the girl, the teal girl, the older sister. I so that's not her name. Her name's Kate. I said, no, it's not. They always say, Miss Sharma. Blake, I've watched this episode three times. It's Miss Sharma. <laughs> Miss Edwina and Miss Sharma. <laughs> so if you haven't rewatched episode one, please do.
1: And think about Mary <laughs> for the entire episode multiple times, thinking that her name was her Shama name. Shama. <laughs> That's her name. <laughs> Which I'm here for. Great name. Oh, Shama Shama. Oh, man.
0: You're welcome. You're welcome, world. Oh, man. So we're talking about the Shamas. Yeah, so what do you
1: think about the Shamas? Okay, and what do you well, think now of- that
0: I know their names are really uh, not and, Shama. And I think
1: there's. I think there's also a little bit of plotting here that... Is a little complicated. That being, okay, what the shamas are doing here, why they're here. It, it,
0: it was lost on me uh, in my first viewing.
1: Right. All right. So so we don't get into the Sharma-Sharma problem <gasps> Sorry, again? Sorry. On
0: my third viewing, it was still lost on me because that's when we talked about Sharma-Sharma. Yes. Because I said, I don't understand why Sharma-Sharma... Why Miss Sharma is making
1: such a big deal out of this? So, so we avoid the shama shama problem. Okay, again. Kate, what how, what do you interpret <laughs> Kate and Edwina and their mother doing with Miss Danbury?
0: No, you explain it to me. I can't interpret it anymore because my interpretation is now proven false because you explained it to me. So, blame. no, 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 no. I want to
1: know what I want to know what you think it is. This now is, you're this okay, is important. Now I'm putting you, now you on told blast. me, okay.
0: Now I think it is that Kate Sharma. A.K.A. Sharma Sharma um, Was the child of a clerk And then Mary Sheffield Who was the diamond of the season in her day Yes You know The Booma diamond Um she was supposed to be hooked up with some like really cool guys and instead she fell in love with the clerk and mm-hmm. she was like peace out royal people I I'm shot leaving shot the clerk yeah so she goes and hangs out with the clerk I shot already the clerk. already has a kid
1: I shot the and clerk what an
0: upstanding dad who knows what happened to Sharma okay Mr. Sharma
1: I shot maybe the clerk
0: maybe he was a, mur- a widower <laughs> I don't know I'm here for it. He was taking care of Sharma Sharma. Awesome. So she goes. So Mary Sheffield marries Mr. Sharma. Takes care of Sharma Sharma, aka Kate. And then she has a baby, Edwina Sharma. Mm -hmm. Now Mr. Sharma dies. Goodbye. Yes. And they're like, oh man, clerks don't have a good retirement plan. I shot no pension.
1: No four. No in one life day.
0: insurance. <laughs> what are we going to do? So then they say, excuse me, Sheffield family. We know that you got really mad when Mary hooked up with the clerk. And we kind of like pieced out. and You didn't want to be our friends. And you didn't invite us to Thanksgiving anymore, even though that doesn't exist in England. But can we please have some money? Because yes. we're going to have to eat potatoes if it comes down to it. And the Sheffield say, we will give you some sour cream for those potatoes and maybe even, I don't know, chili.
1: Maybe some chives. Hey,
0: salt and pepper. I don't know. We can give you some condiments, maybe some protein. If Edwina Sharma, mm-hmm. who is in our actual bloodline, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Edwina Sheffield, let's be real, yep. marries a nobleman. So Sharma Sharma, Keith Sharma, mm-hmm. writes to Lady Danbury saying, hi, we want to come and hang out and like be cool. And like you and my mom were besties back in the Boomer days. Can we please come over? The three of them get on a boat They spend all their money No potatoes No more potatoes How do you potatoes feel about done. loaded
1: potatoes by the way I
0: love loaded potatoes you, But I don't like the a, bacon I was just nope. going to say Are you nope. a bacon person Or actually, not a bacon I actually though person? Am a sour cream And butter And chive And salt And pepper <clears throat> But no bacon I don't want any protein on my potatoes Unless Unless It's like the loaded baked The the sliced The sliced potato things What are those called Where you like cook them again Twice baked Twice potatoes Twice baked yeah Now I'm here for the protein
1: So now you want the bacon on top of it
0: Only yeah. if it's double Okay
1: you are a complicated person.
0: Thank you. Um, <laughs> that's why I would have asked my mom for the engagement ring right away. Okay? People need to know my specifics. That's why I was on Mash.com. So, so they sh- sail away. Come sail away. Sail away. They get there. Lady Danbury says, excuse me, but I checked your sources. Yep. Sheffields ain't cool with you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What's going on? And Sharma Sharma Keith Sharma says, the only way that we ever get to eat potatoes with sour cream, maybe a little bit of bacon on top. Depending
1: on how Mary feels. Actually,
0: probably not, because we're from India, so I don't think we're allowed to eat bacon.
1: <laughs> no, no, they can eat bacon. They bake, cows. Yeah, they can't they can do can cows. Have cows. Can't do cows.
0: Okay? And I love how her, in her, yes. okay? her Indian accent is there when she's not in her formal places. Yes. Oh my gosh, so good, it, it Kate. It shows
1: up just subtly. So,
0: so good. Yeah. Um, but she like flips it on when she's in the formal setting. Um, But she says, listen, this isn't about me. This is about Edwina, and Edwina doesn't know. Yeah. I wanted to fall in love for love, but but only if it's a nobleman yeah, <laughs> and not a redhead who's 12. <laughs>
1: that poor kid. Oh, oh my gosh. That poor Maybe kid. Maybe he will fall in love with Hyacinth. I don't know. I hope know. so. They're going to go play. Uh, marbles. Go play marbles Hey, together. go play with some balls. Hey, you want to play with my marbles? Oh. Here for it. Here for it. That's
0: what she said. <laughs> Growing up Hyacinth, I hope,
1: likes balls. Oh, she's going to be all about the ball life.
0: Was that even hyacinth?
1: I don't even know. Sure. (laughs) Who cares? She'll be here in like four
0: seasons. (laughs) Okay, so that is how I think it is. You know what? They want to eat more than just a potato, and they need Edwina to hook up with the nobleman.
1: 100% right, Mary. Thank you. Good job.
0: Took me... Three viewings More and Blake's explanation. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> to first know that her name was Sharma and uh, to second understand the family dynamic.
1: So how do you feel about Kate? Do you like the dynamic that she and Anthony have? Do you, yes, do you I like, like the
0: the Anthony-Kate dynamic. I felt like it was very Princess Jasmine breaking out, wearing the hood over her head. Pay. Um, let me go back to the castle, and I can get an apple to pay. Like that kind of like I'm sneaking <laughs> no! out, and nobody knows. And I got really freaking awesome hair. Oh,
1: the hair! The, is great. Braid the braid on Kate
0: Sharma when she's riding in oh. that teal outfit.
1: Oh. Dang! And, the, and the, the 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 little smirk that she has as she's riding away. However, Anthony's like balls. her
0: jump over that fence. Yeah, not wowing for me when anthony was like oh no watch out for that little fence well i mean
1: i mean for somebody who's not an experienced rider she
0: beat him and the ducks how much more proof do you need uh,
1: you know i I could beat the ducks walking like no no, laying down (laughs) um
0: no maybe they were fast ducks championship ducks i don't know (laughs) duck races they have those
1: sure
0: rubber duck races down a river
1: but you No, know, but they're using rubber ducks, not Blake, real ducks. We know, Blake. Uh, well, you're the ones talking about rubber <laughs> ducks. not real.
0: They don't set. Real ducks down a river. Paint them with a number. Why not? Number 12. No, because no, they'll fly away. They'll <laughs> stop and eat the algae. That's what a duck race is. You get a rubber duck, <laughs> Blake. Because um, they're going to
1: fly away.
0: <laughs> won't. see, this sucks. Too many ducks here. Not enough food for me. Peace. Where's Anthony?
1: Um, Anthony. Come on, we're going to town. Okay. <laughs> oh man, I I like Anthony and Kate because because Kate is just she's not looking for anything, and that's when great stuff happens. When you're not seeking, you're just there. And then you have. Happen- on
0: your holiday break from match.com. Right? right.
1: And it's setting up for a great change in character, which you is. back
0: on the day after
1: Easter. That's true. Yeah. And then I was going to give up. I was going to day. because that's holiday break to
0: me is
1: Thanksgiving through Easter. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Too busy. I-, I love when she looks at Anthony and she's like, You are a clown. Like, you are not going to be married to my well, sister. I wrote it down exactly how she basically calls
0: him a clown. I
1: wrote that down. And.
0: Your character is as deficient as your horsemanship.
1: Oh, I like it. That That's almost as good as uh, as Frank's uh, line in Outlander. Tell us. Um, I, I had low expectations and you certainly met them. Oh, Perfect. yes. Oh, yes.
0: Sharma, 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 at that point. <laughs> I even write over my notes of Sharma.
1: Um, <laughs>
0: um, says that we are not prepared for this lion's den at... That point. Yes. And removes her sister from Lady Danbury's ball. Tells me, Lady Danbury, we're leaving. Your potty has a lot of clowns in it. Lady Danbury tries to say, hi, this is Lady Bridgerton. And she's like, yeah, whatevs. My mom's in the carriage.
1: Laters, gators.
0: We took a doggy bag. (laughs) Your snacks sucked. (laughs) Gonna stop at Sonic on the way home.
1: You gave me the equivalent of Cheese Whiz. Cheese Whiz and and goldfish not
0: even wine cheese pub cheese
1: oh you, you know no not even pub cheese because if you had but, pub but cheese but no but you
0: know that lady danbury had like a very good spread she probably had the carvers you know the people who carve the meat oh yeah
1: yeah yeah she had she had a whole meat station she
0: had a fondue
1: do you think she had the sushi Fountain. wrappers like the the people that roll the sushi no,
0: because it was probably a little humid and warm inside the botanical good one. garden yeah yeah so I feel like it would be more like warm things, fondue, mm-hmm. chocolate though. Gotta have Aphrodisiac chocolate. Aphrodisiac stuff. She wanted yeah. people to like find their match.
1: Yes. Yes. Okay. Ice cream stand too.
0: Um, Edwina Sharmer's father has died as well as Anthony's father. And he took that as like match
1: made in heaven. Oh, this was like Batman versus Superman when they found out both their moms were named Martha. Oh my God. <laughs> egg <laughs> your dad's dead my dad's dead oh my your mom's God. name's Martha mine too let's oh go save God. the world
0: uh, I have in my notes may I introduce her daughters Miss Sharma and Miss Edwina Sharma not kidding guys watch it again
1: oh man oh man that was funny. All right, you got
0: anything else about this episode, Marvin? Um, pivot for me for one second, or at least tread water.
1: <laughs> uh, sure. Uh, oh, I did love
0: okay, okay. before Kate knew that, or before Kate felt like Ed Anthony was a clown. She watched him dance with like the girl who sucked at dancing, yes. and she was kind of like, "Oh, I could rock that. I could do that better."
1: Yeah.
0: Um. And whistle down, aka Featherington stuff. I do love that she was scribbling, and as she's going in uh, late, you know, as the dawn is cracking, she says delays are more likely to happen due to an unforeseen circumstance. What is the unforeseen circumstance? Go. Don't know. Go ahead. Eloise. Oh. <laughs> Eloise is the unforeseen circumstance because she's like, so glad that you're now of age and you get to keep me company at this all the time. Oh, Eloise is the unforeseen circumstance that is Mm going to make Whistledown's papes
1: be late. Interesting. Very interesting. All I I do love there is a line between uh, there's a give and take between Sharma Sharma and and Anthony. (laughs) And it was this are the young ladies of London truly so easily won by a pleasing smile at which and then he and then Anthony says uh, back to her so you find my smile pleasing Mm. all I could think of was Burr you disgust me oh so you You disgust disgust me me.
0: yes (laughs) he is very much Aaron Burr very much so oh
1: you know what you're right (laughs) Mr.
0: and Mrs. Finch looking for the money honey oh oh
1: Oh. They're
0: like, we need salary money for our cheese intake. L- this boy needs to leave the house. He's getting Gorgonzola, <laughs> feta,
1: monster. All the feta. I don't do monster. He I'm makes, out on monster. He
0: makes grilled cheeses like that guy from The Devil Wears Prada. Do you know how much that costs? $8. <laughs> no. $8. But yet, young lad Finch. Loves yeah. the plant puns that Lady Wesseldown puts in. Oh, how yes. cute! Is he? Yeah. Oh, I love her witty use of plant puns. Hey, I am so out. happy it's he's getting a, in that family. Such no, a stop dark. thinking it up. I actually really love when you're able to have like a future in law who clicks with your family. That's true. I'm like. Me,
1: unlike you and my family.
0: Yeah, they hate
1: me. Um, hey, you know what? They hate me too. So it's fine. What, hey, hey. It,
0: it all evened out. It all Winning. evened out. <laughs> they were like, "Who is this loud, freckled lass <laughs> who speaks her mind?"
1: Oh man, they were not happy.
0: Um, let's see. They let's were not happy. Is there anything else, Lord Featherington?
1: Oh no, no. I was going to say, Lady Featherington coming up with. She needs just give her an Emmy right away. What's an Emmy? An Emmy. What's an Emmy? You know what an Emmy is, oh, yo. Oh, an award. I th- yeah. I thought
0: you were trying to say like an epi. And I'm like, why does she need an epi? Why does she need <laughs> an, an epi- epidural?
1: No, an Emmy. No, Because she, yeah. the acting job this woman did to be like, I'm just, I'm so upset. Blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm sorry I can't afford your cheese. Oh, man. That was I'm great. I'm still deep in grief. As soon as they leave, she's like, all right, see you later. Like, yeah, we, we, oh. need to,
0: we need to get this party started. And yeah. then Lord Featherington arrives with all of his- his um guest he's basically guest on. You know he looks yes. like the kid that kid from uh that show where they sell bananas that are frozen and the social network Arrested Development? Yeah. You know the young kid in arrested development, his son who lives in the attic with him and they sell the yeah. bananas. Yeah. And then he also was on the social network or whatever movie?
1: That was a totally different person. <laughs> no that way. was Jesse Eisenberg.
0: Who <laughs> versus who? Well, they both look like Lord Fetterington Junior. <laughs> they both look like him. <laughs> <laughs> like that it was the same person. Anyway, he comes down the stairs. Michael and he's Sarah like, is the guy. And he's like
1: in the rest of the development. Is the no, kid. yeah, that's the kid. Okay, Michael Sarah, what
0: but he has like broader shoulders than them. At yeah. first, I thought, is this the bananas kid? And then he's he came the down. Man <laughs> I don't care. Um, and then he came down. I was like, "No,
1: he's taller." Mr. He's... Manager.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm Mr. Manager. <laughs> but he's basically Gaston. No one shoots like Gaston. Got uh, a million dead animals. Got all of his guns. Yes. I mean, hey, he probably eats a dozen eggs raw every morning. <laughs> Takes Mrs. Featherington's bedroom. Oh. Takes her chambers. See you later. Goodbye.
1: Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Another. This is going to be interesting. It's going to be an interesting thing that happens I'm so to excited. see what happens with the Can
0: Mr. Featherington shack up with another Featherington, or are they like bloodline Featheringtons?
1: I don't know if they're bloodline I think they're like they're a, he's a distant cousin.
0: Because she's like, she's he's handsome. Yeah. The one that is not betrothed to the cheese-loving guy.
1: Well, can Lady Featherington hook up with the new he's Lord Featherington? He's too young. He
0: needs to get some you like- You think Lady Featherington cares? He will care. Okay. He will care.
1: I don't know. You see them bubbies heaving.
0: No, her bubbies hang low. They waddle to and fro. (laughs) Okay, when they're out of that corset.
1: It's like tube socks and pool balls.
0: There you go. (laughs) We know. I know. Areolas don't point out anymore. (laughs) (laughs) So, everybody, I hope that...
1: placement is important.
0: I hope that you have enjoyed... Our yeah. review of of season two, episode one. Let's hit that music, Blake. Well, we
1: got we got Scribbling Predictions. Oh, my God. I All, don't right, have go. any of those. All right, here we go. All right, want to let you know that the Scribbling Predictions are brought to you by the Marion Blake Store. Go oh. to the themarionblakestore.com to get, as a matter of fact, you can get this shirt right here. This is my Bridgerton watching shirt. Quite literally, you can get this shirt at the Marion Blake Store and any other cool Bridgerton Oh, swag that we got there. We're going to have, we're going to figure something out for at least one episode of every season. Oh,
0: it's such a high bar. I'm glad you designed them and not me. I
1: know. I know. All right. You ready for the scribbling predictions? Mm-hmm. Here we go. I don't have any. Luckily, I do, Marvin. Good. There is 0.0 chance mm-hmm. Penelope Featherington goes through this season without being discovered as Lady, Fe- as Lady Whistledown.
0: Oh, I will counter that.
1: No, there's no way. Someone is going to figure it out. Okay. And someone's going to find her treasure trove of money. Someone's going to figure out her treasure trove of money.
0: Okay, but that's different. But someone other than Eloise figuring it out?
1: Uh, No, Eloise is absolutely Because I can take
0: Eloise knowing, but I can't take anyone else knowing. If anyone else knows, I'm done. Goodbye. Get out of here. Why are you done? Because I love seeing people not know. I don't want Penelope's family to know. I don't want the Queen to know. I don't want the Bridgertons to know because that's going to make things weird for like Penelope and the Bridgerton family.
1: Yeah, someone's going to find out
0: after Penelope and Colin get it in, then it can come out. But I feel like you know, there's been some ish written about the Bridgertons in the Whistledown papers, and I don't think they would like knowing that it was Penny. So if it's just Eloise, okay. Hmm. If it's just Eloise and Lord Featherington, and that's like a little secret between Lord Featherington
1: and Penelope, okay. I could be down for that.
0: I would love for him to be like a cool uncle, but kind of the same age,
1: but like... A cool guest on. You yeah. want him to be a cool guest cool on. cool
0: guest on, like we're kind of cousins, so I'm proud of you for making your own, you know, retirement fun.
1: Mm-hmm. You know what I just thought of? No. Kate wants... Sharma Sharma. Sharma Sharma. I don't wants know her Edwina name is Kate Uh huh. <laughs> she wants Edwina to marry for love. Yes. Obviously, during
0: her boring conversation, that I didn't believe in.
1: Obviously, Anthony does not want to marry for love. He wants to marry. Anthony for... says
0: he doesn't want to marry for love, but he does.
1: Well, that's because that's what he needs. That's a different than want, right? Why do you think he is so set against falling in love for marriage?
0: Because he doesn't think it's possible for him.
1: Ah, you, 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 you're, you're right on the right line. Oh, thank you. He doesn't deserve it.
0: He doesn't think he deserves it, or he actually doesn't deserve it.
1: He thinks he doesn't deserve it. Oh, okay. Because his parents were madly in love. You know, I mean, by all accounts, uh, Daphne fell in love by all accounts, and he has responsibilities. And his dad's watch. And the person that he loved. Was the the singer chick from last season, right?
0: And if he, he had the cojones, he would have married her. But he didn't. Didn't have the cojones.
1: So he thinks he doesn't deserve love now. Now it's just a business transaction. What do you think about that? That's which is why we take the approach that does. I don't think that's that like
0: that a does. hot scribbling take at all. But no, okay. but no, no,
1: it's not a scribbling take. I'm just I I just thought of it like I, as I was doing my own scribbling oh, okay. prediction. Okay, I just thought of that. Okay, so. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's what we got. All right, uh, anything else, Marvin? Nope. All right, let's close it out.
0: We want to thank you all so incredibly much for tuning in to this, the inaugural episode of Season 2, Episode 1 of Bridgeton with Mary and Blake we're excited to be delving into this series and we are especially grateful for your patience as we are not binging podcasting along with the episode obviously so we hope that either you um re-watch the episode previous to our podcasting or you just enjoy it sure. at Could, your will
1: so we're hoping to do at least one per week uh, because at the same time, since you're a Netflix person, you should know this. Mary and I are also hoping to do one per week of The Last Kingdom as well.
0: And At some point, Harry Potter's coming back into the yes. fray as well.
1: So maybe And you the kids can... are
0: home for summer break.
1: Yeah, so maybe... And I still have long COVID. So maybe you can join us as we do both Bridgerton and The Last Kingdom. Trust me, The Last Kingdom rocks. It's... You gotta get through the first season. If you get through the first season and you appreciate the second season. Bridgerton
0: fans and Lost Kingdom fans are not necessarily the easiest like crossover.
1: No, but I I kinda disagree, because a lot of the fans that we have for Outlander are Bridgerton fans. Yes. And a lot of the fans that we have for Outlander are Last Kingdom fans. Yes, but that's so, different.
0: But I'm saying if people just came to us through Bridgerton, it may not be their jam.
1: It's just a suggestion. I'm not saying that you gotta go do it. You don't I'm have not to holding do. your feet to the fire. You know, I'm not burning in but your if eyes. you were a Game
0: of Thrones fan, yes. you'll like The Last Kingdom. Fair enough. I will say that.
1: Fair enough. So go to maryandblake.com to check out all the great stuff that we have going on between all the podcasts and all the blogs, all the stuff at Mary at the Mary and Blake store, and of course, join the Nerd Clan as well. I just put up my knee-jerk reaction to episode five of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Ugh, finally got good. Uh, oh, at, the, <laughs> at, the, at the penultimate episode of the season. <gasps> there's only six? There's only six. There's only six, and it's the the finale's out uh, last night, so we got to watch it tonight. I've
0: got an issue. Okay, continue. Yeah,
1: so I got that going on. Well, Bridgeton's
0: already better than Obi-Wan, and that means a lot to me because Obi-Wan is my favorite <sighs> character of the Star Wars series.
1: Yeah, and that's one of the things that I argue in the knee-jerk reaction. Like you had so done much wrong emotional by him, you had so much emotional equity already built in. That I I don't know how you could screw it up.
0: Oh my God. I'm so upset. I thought that there were going to be many more. But there's going to be more seasons. So just know that Blake writes reactions at jointhenerdclan.com. So if you're a Star Wars fan as well, that's where you're going to want to check things out. Yes. And Blake will most likely write a knee-jerk reaction to um, the Maverick movie.
1: Yeah, (laughs) yeah, that's going to happen tonight, I think.
0: Maybe. Uh, Um, Maybe.
1: Uh, We're supposed to watch The Last Kingdom, so. (sighs) I've got a lot to do.
0: All right. All right. On that note, my name is Mary.
1: My name is Blake.
0: And this has been Bridgerton with Mary and Blake.
1: Miss to go brew some more tea.
0: I don't know. I don't have my document up anymore. My
1: Your failure for preparation is not my fault.
0: I thought I knew what I was going to say.
1: <laughs> go brew, brew some more tea, will you? It.
0: It's hot. I actually, just make sun tea.
1: <laughs> sun tea is good.
0: When have you drinking sun tea? At your dad's. Exactly. So when have you made sun tea?
1: I never made it. I said, I didn't say, oh, I love making sun tea. I said, sun tea is good. You know who makes sun tea? Who? Dr. Alan Grant. He does make sun tea.
0: You're welcome. Because she's like, how about some iced tea? And he takes out a sun tea bottle in Jurassic World Dominion. Does he
1: add the lemons? That's the question. You don't
0: have to add lemon to sun tea. The whole beauty You should
1: add lemon to sun tea.
0: Brew some tea. Make some tea. Sun some tea. Whatevs. Drink some Parma. I don't care. Spike it.
1: Goodbye. (laughs)